Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is Ramin Forgani, the producer and moderator of the podcast. Ramin, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Kyle, and yourself? I am doing well. The season is officially here. It might not be the regular season, but we have scrimmages galore this week, and our first official games tip off on the 11th, which is tomorrow, Saturday. So uh, we got a lot of good action. I've been uh, checking out a couple scrimmages across the state, and I know there's been a, a couple big ones, and especially last night. So I figured we might as well give the people what they want, even though scrimmages, a lot of these teams only had about four days of practice a lot of teams missing football players so you can't put too much stock into all these results but it is kind of interesting to see okay who's kind of starting off their their season on the right foot the wrong foot uh even though it doesn't hold any uh any merit against your uh your record you kind of want to go out there and at least play fairly well and i know a lot of these teams probably ran out a lot of players just letting everybody see the court but nonetheless some very interesting scores across the state last night, Ramin. Indeed, Class A private did not fare too well against um, competition in superior categories, we'll call them. Number one, St. Francis lost to number four, Grayson, who was in 7A, 90-59 to last night. I was in attendance at this game, and uh, I mean, if I, if I haven't been telling people that Class A private is going to be wide open this year, I've been trying to tell that to people. I've been trying to, you know, let everybody know. And if last night's uh, two two results don't stick out to you, even though, like we said, it is a scrimmage, but boy, oh boy, yes, Grayson won ninety to fifty nine. They were up, you know, the whole game. Charleston Southern signee Travis Anderson played about three and a half minutes before he picked up his second foul, and that's all he played in the first half for Grayson. And when he went on the bench, uh, Grayson unleashed. I don't know what the the total specific was, but like a 45 to 12 run or something crazy like that. And that's just because Grayson has so many, so many great guards and very deep off the bench. They might not be superstar players that are playing division one, but they're just quality guys. And in Jeffrey Pierce's system, they, they, they know what they're doing. They ended up with 42 bench points. You don't see that much in the high school game, but 42 bench points, um, you, you look at Justin Fleming came off the bench, had 14 points. DJ Williams, a transfer from South Gwinnett, brings some athleticism and some uh, some somewhat you know physicality at the guard position. He had 13 points, and then Nick Edwards, uh, I believe he got the start uh, last night. Can't remember off the top of my head, but he had 15 points. And I thought Nick Edwards, a senior, about six foot six one, someone that's raising his stock. I don't think he's going to end up being a Division One player, but. He's you know overshadowed by the Travis Andersons of the world, but he's he's a nice guard. He's got a little got a little quickness in his game. He can get to where he needs to go, and he has a nice jump shot, so he can he can knock down the open three pointer. He can get to about the seventeen footer and uh, knock that one down. So just a lot of good guards. And Grayson, they they played like a team with a lot of guards. They shared the ball extremely well. Uh, everyone was getting involved. Very unselfish game. And you got to think they didn't even have Kenyon Jackson, their six-six double-double machine inside. So with him coming back from football, whenever Grayson either wins a state championship or or loses, whenever that season's over, he's gonna really help out a ton coming off the gridiron. But six-seven uh, transfer from Creekside, he's a senior. Terrence Porter 
uh, 11 points, had nine rebounds, three blocks. He's kind of like a stretch four. He's got some real long strides, did some, some stuff where he was a little bit out of control trying to attack the basket. But for him, he was very aggressive. I know I talked to coach Pierce before the game, uh, when he's aggressive, he's good. He's just got to control that aggressiveness. And, uh, when he's when he's out there trying to hunt his shot, it really helps out uh, Grayson and really balances their offense. And looking at uh, St. Francis, a young team, a lot of sophomores and juniors now. Dewan Odom, first team All-State uh, preseason pick in that classification. He had 14 points, five assists. I mean, he's known for his highlight dunks. He had one dunk with about five minutes left in the game. Grayson did a really good job of trying to frustrate him. Um, and you know, pack in the paint, make sure he can't get to the hole. Uh, he got had a couple and ones. That's his strongest suit, getting to the basket. But uh, trying to force him to become a, a three-point shooter, which is something he's still really got to work on. Uh, Caleb Snyder, he's going to see a lot bigger role this year. Senior, he had 12 points. I like him, six three, six four, uh, wing. Came off some curls, shot the ball well. He doesn't have that that great quickness, so defensively, he's he's really gonna have to play on his toes to be able to guard some of these quicker guards. But uh, he does have some nice size as a wing, and he should he should be able to produce pretty well in Class A private this year. And then the final player that is a, a big a big piece for St. Francis, Chase Ellis. Uh, he had six points, nine rebounds, two blocks, two assists. Uh, he 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 rebounded very well. I mean, he's six three, six four. He's really you know best post player for St. Francis and he's only that tall but uh even though he didn't score the ball well I thought he brought a lot of great energy rebounding the ball and St. Francis it's obviously it's not a great result even though it is just a scrimmage a lot of those guys a couple of those guys just just recently getting off the football field so a 90 to 59 loss uh, you got to take your lump sometimes in the year and uh you played a very good experienced Grayson team and I know Drew Catlett he's going to have a ton of stuff to go over in practice and really keep these guys with the level head coming into the season with the number one ranking he's going to use that motivation to say hey we're not <laughs> we're not the number one team and uh we didn't play like one so he's going to have a lot of stuff he gets to fix in practice and sometimes coaches like that uh early setback which doesn't really mean anything but it's a lot of good teaching moments so I still expect uh, St. Francis to be a, a contender come the uh, regular season in state tournament time. The other class, a private um, loss we hinted at earlier, number three ranked Eagles Landing Christian Academy lost to number seven Newton, who's also in 7A, 97-49. to 49. And that was another just a thumper. I was, you know, I'm, I'm at uh, the Grayson game. I'm trying to scroll down my, my Twitter account and see what's going on. And my God, down like 50 points the whole game. Tyrese Brown, 45 points for Newton. Just the next man up, steps up. You know, small guard. He had, I don't know what the final total was 10 or 11 threes, was shooting like crazy, was unconscious. I mean, shoot. If anyone's hitting 11 threes on your team, 10, 11 threes, it doesn't matter, you know, what you got. That's what, 33 points, 30 points right there from one single player. You're. You're gonna win a lot of games. Now we'll we'll have to see. Obviously, if, if this is just a flash in the pan, just a great, 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 great superstar debut. Uh, you'd like to see him save it a little bit for holiday hoops giving, which Newton will be in. But uh, I, that's nice. So the main question coming into the season was, okay, who's gonna be uh, Ashton Hagen's main running mate at uh, Newton? And uh, we got a, a good first taste and a first idea of Tyrese Brown being the guy who's gonna be the beneficiary of knocking down some open three pointers and Hagen's himself. 
nothing to scoff at. 26 points, 11 assists, did what he's supposed to do. Uh, I'm not sure about the ELCA uh, point producers from this game. Uh, I'm assuming or I'm hoping Malachi Rhodes was out there. There's 6'8 stalwart and uh, Trevon Reddish, who's also a, a star, but I'm sure they were missing a couple football guys. ELCA is a powerhouse, so they, they surely weren't at full strength. But again, geez, I know it's just a scrimmage, but it's it's never good for the psyche to go out there and get beat by 50 points. But much like Coach Catlett, uh, Derek Mason, he's going to have a lot of good teaching moments from this game. And I still think ELCA number three in Class A private with that mixture of the big guys inside and some good guards that have moved in. I still think they're going to be a team that has an opportunity to take a really deep run in Class A private. A much closer one, the number three ranked Wheeler beat number four ranked Miller Grove 60-57. to so this was a game that maybe four years ago, three years ago, this would be, you know, the ultimate, ultimate game. Now, both of these programs with new coaches trying to find their identity, trying to find their footing. Uh, Wheeler, number three in Class 7A. Larry Thompson there now after coaching at Green Forest. You got Miller Grove, Resident Chester. They're number four in Class 5A, so 60-57, to 57, Wheeler 1 by 3. Uh, it looks like E.J. Montgomery was a bit of a difference maker inside. I saw he went for 19 points and 7 rebounds. It's going to be interesting to see where the him, uh, big 6'10", versatile forward, wants to go to college after he uh, what decommitted from, I guess it was Auburn. And then you see Brandon Younger, a guy who had a very good start to his career when I, I think he was over at Mount Pisgah. Good start to his career. Then he transferred over to Wheeler and, you know, just rode the bench. Didn't get to see a lot of meaningful minutes. And now uh, I hear he played really well over the summer and he put up 17 points and nine rebounds. And a lot of people are trending upwards uh, in his recruitment. They like him a lot as a six-seven guard. And looking at Miller Grove, Lorenzo Anderson, he led the team with 16 points. No, Maurice Harvey had a pretty nice game as well. But just two programs that are really going to – try and try and keep the ball rolling in the right direction i know when you're replacing guys with huge shoes to fill doug lipscomb for coach thompson you're looking at i mean Sharman white over there at miller or uh, georgia state from miller grove now big shoes to fill for both programs so it's you know give them a year give them two years and see what they can start cooking up but uh two very proud programs uh tangling in the preseason it's good to see uh, these two teams really getting after each other and uh, two very, very good programs. Uh, you might not see these uh, type matchups too often in years past, but uh, good to see them uh, trying to test themselves early on. Another high classification matchup, number nine, Meadow Creek beat number six, Mountain View, 50 to 38. I'm really, you know, I'm really high on Meadow Creek this year. Uh, a nice, a nice result beating a tough Mountain View team with a very guard-heavy lineup uh, by 12 points. And I wasn't at the game, but I would assume that Corey Hightower and Amari Kelly had something to do with that. When you got two 6'8 guys inside and Mountain View's tallest player is about 6'4", 6'5", and those two big guys are D1 caliber, uh, I'm not surprised that uh, they probably, I'm assuming, hurt them on the glass. And I think Meadow Creek's going to have a chance to really open some eyes. Jameer... Chaplin was hurt last year. Uh, he's healthy this year. 
that's a really good big three right there. It's three guys that are going to be playing Division One. Dequarius Nichols got a a good point guard, uh, moves the ball around very well, and he can fill the stat sheet up. Uh, so Me- Me- Meadow Creek they play Gainesville in the Holiday Hoops giving, and I think that's one you want to circle on your calendar because I think Meadow Creek, I would not be surprised if they came out there and were just super tough and had the bigs to really match Gainesville and, you know, took it to them and won a tight game. But I am very high on Meadow Creek and looking at Mountain View. I mean, they're in that, that really tough region. Uh, what is it? Region six, a lot of balanced teams, a lot of good guard play in that region. Uh, I think they're going to be okay, but at the end of the day, it, it's still going to hurt them a little bit when they don't have that, that great size that can really clean the glass against teams like Meadow Creek. I mean, Wheeler, uh, knocked them out last year. Just these teams with, that can go six, seven, six, eight, six, nine front line. Uh, eventually that height is going to really kind of haunt them mountain view. But I do think they have good, good enough guard play to make up for it about 90% of the time. We're going to keep it going in six, a early started with six, a number four, tri cities beat number three ranked Sandy Creek, 58 to 57. Yes. Tri cities, number four in class six, a and number three, Sandy Creek, in 4A, Tri-Cities won 58-57. Uh, I've been trying to tell people Tri-Cities, another team that I think they could be pretty good this year. They had that, what, Elite Eight run uh, knocked off. I think it was against Alatoona. But Tri-Cities team, they got some uh, Demarcus Johnson shoots the ball very well. Eli Lawrence, uh, John Young, if he's still in the picture over there, another you know. Six four long wing that can that can score it a little bit, uh, so they were able to knock off Sandy Creek. Uh, for Sandy Creek, looks like T.J. Bickerstaff had 17 points, which is a good sign for him. He's going to have to be you know be very aggressive this year. His recruitment's picked up a lot. Now we got to see him produce uh, every every single game out, especially in the GHSA where there's there's not a lot of easy games. Once you get past region play, you, of course you're going to have your bottom feeders, but outside of that, it's a it's a war every single night. He had 17 points. Xavier Brewer, another six eight long kid that can shoot three, 15 points, and Jared Godfrey, uh, six three six four point guard that I've 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 long liked. He had 14 points, but uh, a, a good win for Tri Cities, and again, very good to see these two highly ranked teams testing each other uh, before the season. And we'll keep it going to another one. A, rock, a couple of unranked games to end the podcast. Rockdale County beat number five, Columbia, 75-59. Very interesting result. I know Columbia, they were thinking it's going to be a little bit of addition by subtraction this year. They lose uh, Eskridge transfers out. Uh, TJ Boykin transfers out. They lose a good senior class. So Josh Trailer still got some good uh, good youngsters over there, but uh, a tough loss to a Rockdale team that was uh, under 500 last year in Region 8 and 7A. Um, Savon Trailer had 22 points, which is it's very interesting. Savon, he's he's a good high school player. He is a good high school player, six four, six five, small forward. Uh, he just needs he needs to he needs to tighten up his body and I think any college scout college coach 
high school coach would tell him that because he, he's good, but he's got to be able to guard on the perimeter at the next level and move his feet. And he's just, he's just got to, he's got to trim it down. And if he lost a, a couple pounds, I think he could really take his game to the next level, but, uh, he's got a very soft touch and, uh, with that big body, he can bang inside, but just for the next level and athleticism, I, I would love to see him tighten it up because I do think he's a really good high school player. But at that next level, I am uh, a little bit concerned with his ability to get up and down the court nonstop. But uh, 22 points led his team to a nice preseason win. Uh, Region 8, I mean, Region 8's going to be at a, a dogfight. We talked about Newton beating down ELCA. Uh, Grayson with their, what is a 31-point win over St. Francis. Rockdale joining the party. With a 16-point win, and then uh, just the night before, Shiloh barely beat Hapeville. I think it was just a two-point game. So, uh, and that I mean that's that's tough. Hapeville's a team that's you know coming on the coming on the rise. There, a team you kind of want to keep an eye on. I think they're uh, oh they're in there with South Atlanta, I believe. So I guess we could call that what does that mean? That's two A. I want to say two A. That sounds right. So Hapeville. Uh, another scrappy team, but Shiloh, yeah, won just by two points. So Region Eight, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a topsy turvy, turvy year in uh, that Class Seven A Region Eight. A lot of good teams there. And you wanted to finish with some Gannett County action. Discovery top Burkmore, sixty-seven to forty-nine. Sixty-seven forty-nine, like you said at Kalua Xipe, uh Old Dominion, fourteen points, fourteen rebounds. Jalen Bussey had seventeen points. Uh, Berkmar, I'm assuming they're they're playing. They get Taj Anderson from Cardozo, New York, to transfer in. They get another guard, Tony Johnson from Eufaula, Alabama, to transfer in. I'm assuming they're they're still playing. But, but you got two guys uh, that come in with some fanfare, and you, you know you they, they should have a, a good backcourt. Berkmar's always been known for having good guards, but uh, uh, not not last night. I don't know any other specifics of the game other than discovery picked up a, a very nice win. And you know, you want, you want that confidence builder heading into the season because you do beat a good program in Burke Mar, even though it's not counting on your record uh, coaches, you know, that'll give their mind just a little bit of ease. Maybe if uh, the other team was playing all their guys and all that stuff, but uh, for players, I think it's very important to have some confidence. So, uh, well, that's about what one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven, seven pretty interesting scrimmages from last night, the ninth. And uh, I just want to do a, a quick little podcast to uh, let everybody know what's going on. Uh, we got the season starting on the 11th. So there's going to be some uh, good basketball all season long. And even just judging from the, uh, the scrimmages, parody is going to be at an all time high this year. I thought it was last year, but with the lack of super teams and just so much balance across the board in each classification, Ramin, I think it's going to be a very wild, wild season, and it's going to be very difficult to do these state rankings yet again. And we're fun, and we are going to be along for the ride. We're going to enjoy it, and we'll be back with you probably next week with another podcast as games tip off, as the rankings change. Um, anything else coming up, Kyle? Oh, boy. Just uh, might have some... Some of these previews might write up some previews for these tournaments that are about to tip off. I know McEachern's got their tip-off uh, tournament coming up tomorrow on Saturday. So might be able to chop up a couple 
somewhat team previews for these tournaments and uh Keep an eye on the state rankings, of course, not going to be coming out this Sunday since all scrimmages, but uh, after that, we will jump right into it, and we will have a lot of good stuff to talk about, Ramin. Indeed, and on behalf of Colin and myself, um, until next time, signing off.